Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Did you have a good Memorial Day, Adam? Uh, the Memorial Day was okay, but I really had a rough weekend. I was actually sick most of the weekend. I was actually in bed from Friday 1 a.m. until Saturday 6 p.m. And just for being sick purposes, nothing else? Yeah, no, I was sick. I didn't feel well. I don't know what it was. Did you eat something, dude? That's what uh, my girlfriend thinks. It might have been like a minor case of food poisoning. I had food poisoning once. <laughs> it is the worst. So the I, worst. that's why I'm like, no, it's not. And she's like, okay. send me an article saying that it could be, you know, there's minor cases too. So had I've had minor food poisoning, but when you have the major food poisoning, it, you know. Oh, it. trust me. I had it once. Like, I never had it before until one time. And I knew that it was food poisoning because. My girlfriend at the time, we ate at the same place, and she had the same thing. And it, oh. it basically, it, it happened like I went first, and then like five minutes later, she's like, oh, yeah, I think I got it too. So it is, it's one of the worst things you can have. But, yeah, I just had like a slight fever, headache, stomach ache, and uh, it took a while for me to get – my appetite's still working its way back. So, you know, I mean – Do you know when I had food – it's funny you said about food poisoning. When I had it so bad, I couldn't walk down a supermarket aisle for a week. I yeah, couldn't you, look you at food. You don't want to see food, right? Yeah. <laughs> dude, it was coming out seriously at the same time out of, out of orifices, dude. Did you have that with food poisoning? At the same time. Uh, not same time, but oh. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, oh. it, is, it is pretty bad, man. That's like something you really don't want to have. If, oh. I'm sure everyone's experienced it at least once or twice in life, but yeah, that's something you want to avoid. Yeah, it's brutal. Well, I'm glad you're better. I'm glad you're back and ready for drafting uh, fantasy football. We're in a draft today, which started as a two-quarterback fantasy football league, the Jim Day Making Me Crazy League. Need a better name for that. Uh, I, what is the name of the league? Isn't it like the FF Champs <laughs> Two-Quarterback League or something like that? I don't know. It is. Right, 2QBFF. I call it Jim Day on Crack League. Yeah, I've played... Um... In leagues uh, with him before where the scoring is very different. Uh, Utter Chaos was the name of the league for years. But uh, this league is very different. It's challenging because the scoring is different for each position. We start two quarterbacks, three running backs, four receivers, two Two tight ends, ends. and two flex. So, yeah, it makes it interesting because everyone's going to see two quarterbacks. Oh, you got to get a quarterback early. But not one quarterback is gone in the first 10 picks. Right. So there you go. 10 picks, not one quarterback is gone yet. So, you know, that kind of – you see how the market is valuing the quarterback. Then you go, okay, well, you got to start two tight ends too. And obviously it is a very thin position. I don't know. Do you? Do everyone before? I feel like every year we do this. We go in and we go. Yeah, there's some depth at the tight end position this year. And then three, four <laughs> weeks into the season, we go. Damn, this position sucks. Right, so right. it's very top heavy this year, and you're seeing it in regular drafts. And in this league, tight ends get one and a half point per reception. They get was it a half point for a first down 
or what right i think a half yeah, point. yeah yeah so now you got to start two so you go wow that means the top three which we generally see go in the first two rounds of normal drafts they should get boosted here we've seen one tight end go so it's challenging it makes you think and you know it's it's different than what anyone other leagues that you play in but uh it's definitely challenging it makes you think like you know you would usually when you're up and i have the 12th pick so you're like ready to go and you know who you want and i'm debating it like, well, so let's let's talk about that so pick number one was saquon pick number two was me i took mccaffrey Pick three was Zeke Elliott. Pick, pick four was Kamara. I don't think you can question those four guys. You may question the order, but you can't, can't question the guys. Agreed? Yeah, in this format, too, right. with the scoring, um, you know, the, the running backs get .25 per carry. All right, so then five was DeAndre Hopkins. Liz Loza, our friend, takes De- Devontae Adams at six. Then Sigmund Bloom takes Travis Kelsey at seven. I get the whole tight end thing. You're just not going to have me do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure yet. Uh, look, especially we know Kelsey is a stud. He is coming off ankle surgery. You know what happens with Tyreek Hill. Either way, he's going to get huge volume. He always has. Uh, and you know, again, it depends on your philosophy of what you want to do because Kelsey easily will be, you know, by point top per two, game. top two tight end, right? Well, yeah, top three tight end for sure, and maybe even by overall scoring in this league. If you go by average points, he should be in the top twenty. So I can't blame the pick. It's just not what one I would make. Pick eight shocked me a little bit. And I don't want to say shock in a bad way, but Todd Gurley went to Jeff Ratcliffe at pick eight. I just know I would not have made that pick. I don't trust Gurley after last year. They draft Henderson in the third round. Look, I like Gurley. I love Gurley. How about that? I love Gurley, but... I don't know, Adam. I just don't think I'm pulling. With Le'Veon Bell and James Conner and Melvin Gordon on the board, I don't think I'm taking Gurley. Yeah, I can't do it right now either. You know, there's too many red flags. Uh, he basically ba- didn't play in the playoffs last year. You can't tell me C.J. Anderson was better. I know he looked good at times, but this is Todd Gurley we're talking about. You know, this arthritis in the knee, there's got to be concerns here, and the Rams are telling you that as well. Drafting Henderson in the third round. You don't see teams draft running backs in the third round and don't have plans to use them. So you could say, well, it's an insurance policy just in case, you know, we're not hearing any good news with Gurley. It's it's not positive at all. And you know, we could all be wrong on this, and maybe he's fine. But you have to read what teams are telling you and in indications uh, because we don't have the medical report. We haven't examined him personally, but I'm concerned. And uh, I wouldn't take him there, and I'm actually glad that he went because I, I probably did, wouldn't have taken him at 12, 13 either. Right, you didn't even want to debate him. No, no, I think it's the best thing that if I'm you, I'm loving him going before your pick. That way a guy you want is, is there for you. So I no, love we, it. And we we might look back on this in October and be like, damn, we were dead wrong. Because in this format last year, points per game, Gurley had the most by th- uh, almost three. Almost three. More than Pat Mahomes, bro. He had 31.1 when he's healthy. per game. When he's healthy. And that's with not playing, you know, week 16. And he no, a- no. So he averaged the most points in this format last year per game by he's a almost phenomenal three player. points. No, he's a phenomenal player when healthy. Phenomenal. But they All said right. he had arthritis in the knee. I know, and I know. have we heard anything positive? No, I haven't heard anything positive. All right, pick number nine, Mike Clay takes Le'Veon Bell. He takes Le'Veon Bell over Melvin Gordon, who goes at pick 10. You're on the board. You're there. Bell Gordon. Gun to your head. Who are you taking? I'd probably go Gordon, but 
I guess it depends on what you think Bell's volume is going to be because if they treat him like the bell cow back that he should, then he's going to get a ton of carries. You know he's going to be heavily involved in the offense, so the touchers are going to be there. You know, there's definitely some concerns one-year layoff. Uh, when we saw him in 2017, he only averaged four yards per carry. But don't you want the player on the better team on the better offense generally? Generally? I mean, Gordon has some injury concerns too. You know, I love. No, but Gordon I want the course. I want the Chargers more than I want the Jets. I trust Philip Rivers. I trust Keenan Allen. I trust Hunter Henry back. I trust Mike Williams. Melvin Gordon is going to be great. He's always great. He is, but he's also he's, he's also missed time. He missed four games last year. He missed three in 2016. So, um, and last year was his first year over four yards per carry. Again, I like him a lot. I would take him, but I, I think there's a debate there. I don't think it's clear cut. All right, so let's see. Here's what's going on. Evan Silva picks, and then you have two. So let me ask you question number one. Any thoughts about taking Patrick Mahomes if he's not taken at 11? Will you take him with your two picks? Uh, I doubt it. Okay. I, I, th- I figured you would say that. I figured you would. Knowing you as I do. You not- a lot of it is, too, is you know playing the market. And clearly right now, uh, this group is not valuing the quarterback high. Now, I'm in a position where I have a long way to go between picks. And if I pass, you know, there should be, there could be 10, 11 quarterbacks off the board. So I have to be okay with that. And I am. Uh, I don't think many teams are going to take two quarterbacks in rounds uh, two and three. I agree. I think maybe one. So you still would get the, the top 12 guy, right? That's how I think that, that's what it I, showed you. And even if I don't, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 range, I'm fine with as well. So. Uh, I'm probably going to pass on him. And, you know, obviously he had a... Will you take Zach Ertz or George Kittle? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure yet. Like, part of me said yes, and then I was right before the show. I'm like, nah, nah, I don't think... All right, if you had to take one tight end, would you take Ertz or Kittle? If I had... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which one? uh, Probably Ertz. I, I haven't done my rankings that. yet, right? Uh, Isn't it? Yeah. It's a, like Kittle is so good, man. He's so good. And you know what it is? Ertz always got hurt until the last couple of years where he stayed healthy. But Dallas Goddard is really good. No, he is. But we didn't really see him cut into him last year. But I'm just saying he's really good. I, I know he didn't cut in as much as I thought he might have. I don't know, man. I could, If I could take Kittle Connor, or do you take Beckham or Julio? Yeah, no, it's a debate. I'm going back and forth because, again, this is not your typical draft because of the scoring system. It's way different in what we start, you know? So I'm looking at – it seems like the running back position is valued very highly here, though. When you go look at the average points per game last year, the running backs are up there, the bell cow running backs, and that's one of the advantages you have of getting someone early. You're getting someone locked in. You got McCaffrey, correct? Yeah. He had 27.4 points per game in this format. That was fourth overall. So – if he comes close to the workload he had last year, I mean, it gives you a, a nice leg up there because, you know, you're locking in production every single week, giving you a high floor at that position. So uh, there's a lot of running backs here that are in the top uh, 25 of scoring. So give me the next best three running backs on your board. Uh, I haven't done my rankings yet. Well, if you're going to pick. Uh, let me see. Probably uh, David Johnson would okay. be next. So Johnson, Connor, and Mixon? Probably. I might even take Mixon over Connor. So John 
So Johnson, Mixon, Connor, and then you've got your Beckham, Brown. Michael Thomas is still there, Michael too. Michael Thomas is good, Yeah, too. so oh. he's in the mix. He's it's good. tough. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do yet, man. I really don't. Can you trade and get four picks? I don't think we can do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that would be nice, though. Yeah. But no, that, the one thing I do like about this is it does challenge you to think about these picks. You know, if this was just a regular draft, it, you know, you kind of know where you're going to go. Well, look, I, I, so Connor, Mixon, Johnson, I wouldn't take Damian Williams. No, no, you can't I can't take either. Dalvin Cook. No. Yeah, I can't do that. All right, tight end, we discussed Ertz and Kittle for sure. That's such an advantage, dude. It drops off big time. And don't tell you me know, Austin Hooper and Evan Ingram. Don't tell me that. You know how many targets Zach Ertz had last year? Oh, man, he's, I know, I know. 156, man. I know. I, and then, see, the, the receivers, I don't know if I would take a receiver here from you. I don't think I would. I know. I was looking at it, and... Uh, nobody's, nobody's thrilling me here. I do like Michael Thomas, but outside of Thomas... Would I take Brown? You want David Carr? Ugh. No, I'm not. Uh, Antonio Brown is not a consideration for me. You want Beckham? Julio? Julio can't score a touchdown. Yeah, but that could still change. I mean, he he was he averaged 20.9 in this format last year. So he had a good year, I mean, considering. I mean, he was, you know, DeAndre Hopkins went. Hopkins was 21.1. Julio was 20.9. So I mean, I, look, I'm not dissing Julio Jones. Don't get me wrong. I like Julio Jones. You are. I just don't think I would take him. He's a ch- roto child. I just don't know if I would take him if I had your pick. I think if I had your pick, oh, I hate taking the tight end. I'll take tight end in the second round. So I could, so I could say I didn't take him in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it, though. You know what? Like, you know, What whatever. if you took Ertz and Kittle? Oh. I, I was thinking that. I'm like, that is bold. People are going to make fun of me. Like, what is he doing? You know, but, but there's no money in this league. I like that move. That's a Dr. Roto move, dude. That is a, a Roto it's move. It's a bold move. And look, yeah. you can easily make a case for it. You can. Yeah. You, you, you have two. Now, obviously, there's injuries factors. I mean, you know, Kittle has been in the league two years, only missed one game, but he was really banged up that first year. He played all 16 games last year. Garoppolo comes back, too. You know, I, we, no, I know, but I mean, you have Engram, Hooper, Howard, Olsen. Come on. Hunter Henry coming off an injury. Jared Cook, Delaney Walker coming off an injury. Tyler Eifert, injury. I mean, got a lot. there's a lot of pigs out there. I see what you're trying to do, Doc. You're trying to get me to take the two tight ends, and then you're going to I love it. me. No, <laughs> no I, I, I'm going to go on the radio right now and say, if you do that, I will give you props for being outside the box. Wait, well, do, do you – no, that's a good question. Do you feel – now, there's some good competitors in this league. You mm-hmm. might disagree. But, no, they're good. They're good. Okay. Do you feel like when – no, you you probably you play in the high stakes league. So, do you have that mentality that you know what this is a tough room? I have to be different, or do you just say I'm going to just take the best players? Like, do you want to hear? You- do you want to hear the truth about this league? Yeah, in my opinion, I don't care because there's no money involved. I mean, I'll try because you know, my name is on it, but I don't. I'm not vested as when I'm trying to play for 150k. You know, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I've always said this. My name's on it. I care yeah, I'm, about I'm it. I'm trying. But... I will try 100%. But I, trust me, once the draft is over, Adam, the chance of my looking back at this league is zero. 
Yeah, I won't really care either. I mean, if the emails come in and I see it, fine, but I'm not going out of my way to search this. We're going to be in so many leagues. We're yeah. going to be doing, you know, play FFWC, the Fantasy Football World Championships. We'll be out in Vegas. Hopefully online I, championships. Yeah, ho- well, hopefully I can do as many online championships this league as you did last year because, you know, I'm hoping Jersey is legal by then, but I, I don't know. I did five last year, but, you know, to me, those... You those only did five? It seemed like Online championship. No, I, don't, I did five it world It felt like you were doing one every week. <laughs> no, I did five for the beat doctor roto league five oh it felt like you did 10 i only I did like five <laughs> no i only did five all right well i did one <laughs> so i would like to get more than one this year no uh, you should you should you should have at least four or five i try to space them out a little bit right? right so i could do it like you know between july through the end of august i try to do like i did five Right, but those are important, man. You, yeah. you can win good money, and you know we'll do some best ball drafts on there as but well. You, you know how I'm treating this? I'm treating this honestly like a draft champions league, where I'm well, getting the play, it, like what I'm it getting is the anyway. player pool. I'm getting an idea of what people are doing. Right, but I, I, I mean, I'm tr- I, I, trust me, I want to win. But I mean, if I don't win, I won't care. Right, and we talked about this. You know, you had said that you're better, you're not as good in the draft champions, and that's uh, you know. So you got to assess what you're good at, what you're not. I'd say um, it's hit or miss for me. There's some where I do terrible, some I do good because a lot we can't work the waiver wire, we can't make pickups, so injuries are a big factor. All right, so let's we'll talk to the creator of this godforsaken league, Jim Day from from FF Champs. We'll talk to Big Jim right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. We're full-time fantasy. It's Dr. Roto here with Adam Ramonis. 
And we're talking football today. That's right. Two quarterback fantasy football. And we have our guest, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day himself from FF Champs. What's up, Jim? How are you? Hey, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to talking this league. Uh, this is a, a pretty extraordinary league with some of the names we have involved. I would think this league is making me crazy, Adam, I, I, Jim, because I said this to Adam before. you got some wacky rules going on. I don't know how much anybody's worth. I just know that it's going to be fun. <laughs> well, you know, I look, we wanted to make it a little bit harder. I, I mean, I just couldn't make it a cookie-cutter league with, you know, some of the biggest names in the industry in it. I had to make them, you know, think a little bit outside the box, you know. Uh, 13 starters is a nice start to that. You know, not only the two QB, but you have three running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, and then two other flex at the running back, wide receiver, or tight end position. So you could have teams running four tight ends out there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. And, you know, we're up to pick 110 so far. And, you know, a couple of guys that have been in the news a lot lately are in those 10 picks. But I'm really not going to spoil who yet because uh, we're going to have a, 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 quite a few articles coming out about this league with all the information as we go. Did you get any reaction from any of the participants when they saw the league scoring? See, I'm used to you, Taz. We've played in leagues together <laughs> for years. We talked about utter chaos right before we came back from break, and that was a crazy league. So I'm used to the scoring system. Wait, 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 play. wait. Let's simplify that. That is the craziest league I've ever seen. It really is. And for those that are not familiar, I've talked about it before, but it's been a couple years. The scoring was different for each position, and it included IDPs. I think we have to start two defensive tackles, defensive end, three linebackers, two corners, two safeties. You had to start two tight ends, two quarterbacks, only one running back, which I, I was amazed at how many people took running backs early. It was the stupidest thing. If you start one <laughs> running back, you should take your three running backs in the last few rounds. So I would still see people take a running back in the first round. I'm like, you guys really don't get it. So that, that helped me a little bit. But uh, did you get any – uh, pushback from people on this when they saw the scoring system. Well, a couple of people made comments once they saw the, the scoring Rowell. system. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they came back and me. Oh wait, is this right? Or you know, like tight ends are the only ones to get points for first downs. Um, you know, things like that. I, I I switched out a little bit for each position so that they're all slightly different. Again, you know. You know me, Adam. When I try to create a league, uh, even a, a league like this, I, I want to make it a little bit out of the mainstream. I want you to have to be able to think a little bit coming into this draft. The way the league is set up, I want it to make it so that you can have different draft strategies and still be able to make them work. So, you know, again, that's what we did here. We're just trying to make these experts think outside the box a little. So this is not a criticism, Jim. It's more of a question. When people out there see that Travis Kelsey was the seventh pick, people are going to go, that would never happen in my league. What's more instructive? Do you think it's more instructive for people to see how experts think outside the box or more instructive to see how experts think in a cookie cutter thing, which is more reminiscent of their own home leagues? See, the problem here is it, it really depends on, you know, which kind of customer, you know, which kind of reader you're really trying to cater to. I'll be honest, it's, it's flat out that. Are we trying to, you know, cater to the guys that play those cookie-cutter leagues, those ESPN, those Yahoo leagues? Uh, in this case, I'm not. I, I do plenty of them where we do, but in this instance, I'm not. Um, it just so turned out that, you know, we got a lot of the biggest names in the industry to say yes to this one because it just happened to come at the right time. Um, but so, I, you know, I'm – 
I understand what you're, the question you're trying to ask. I absolutely do. But at the same time, you know, when I do the article, I am going to explain the scoring system and that tight ends get a little bit of a bump. But I will say this, because Sigmund Bloom is the one who took Travis Kelsey at pick 107. I will tell you this, Sigmund Bloom will take Travis Kelsey at 1.07 in almost every draft he does. He has no problem taking Kelsey, even in a standard cookie-cutter league, in the first round. So in this league where they get a slight bump in numbers, taking him in the first round is a no-brainer. Do you think that fantasy football should shift to different scoring formats like this? Oh, absolutely. We're, we're seeing it all over the place. There's all, all these new type of leagues coming in, vampire leagues, guillotine leagues. You know, everybody's trying to come up with that, that new wrinkle that makes their league stand out a little bit. Uh, for me, it, it's always the same. Uh, if you're drafting in a league with me, you better not bring a, a cookie-cutter cheat sheet with you because it's not going to help. But will so, it? Do you think that it's going to appeal to the masses? Because you know, there's some people who just play for fun in their office league. They do one or two leagues, and they want simplification. Is this going to be too complex for it to become uh, popular uh, across mainstream? I absolutely leagues? don't think so. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because, like I said, when I do the articles, I will explain all of that before we even get into the picks. So hopefully, they're getting that that thought process in in play. And second of all, you know it. it whether or not it's in the exact order of, you know, what they normally see, I mean, what the, the big thing is there, you know, Travis Kelsey's still coming off as the first tight end. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that want to put George Kittle in that place. Um, you know, of course, there's always talk about that with Ertz. Uh, he had an outstanding year again last year as well. So, you know, it, it, it's again, it's still showing you basically – uh, I, if you look at this draft the way it started, and I don't really want to go into all the other picks, but it's pretty standard so far. So, Jim, let me ask you this, because I, I have trouble with this one, too. I think a lot of people, more than we even imagine, especially on, on the Twitter world out there, I would say like third, maybe a third of the people are still in these like standard leagues. Like uh, I'm wearing Benetton sweatshirt and Jordache jeans. How do we get people to change their rules and even just make it a PPR or change first downs for players? How do we get people to embrace nuances in fantasy football? Well, I think things like this go a long way towards that. Show them that it can be different. Show them that there's ways of making it maybe a little bit more fun. Um, or maybe a little bit harder, more challenging. You know, there's other options out there as opposed to just playing standard fantasy football, which I'll be totally honest, standard, you know, touchdown scoring league football to me is boring. I, I can't play that. There's nothing there for me. Um, so I'm always looking to push that boundary. And, you know, I, again, I, I thought I kept this one kind of calm <laughs> uh, compared to some of the others I've done. As the guy who created this league, do you feel, and you don't have to divulge it if there is one, do you feel like there's a certain strategy that absolutely works in this? Or do you think that there's a lot of different directions you can go and you still haven't figured it out? 
No, I think that's the whole thing. It's a there's so many different directions you can attack this because of how many players you can start at each position, and it really is going to be a dynamic process throughout, depending on how the rest of the draft goes. I mean, we have some very intelligent people in this draft, so it's not like you're going to be able to hold a player on your your list a little bit longer because you might be able to get them next round. You know, most of the time that's not going to work in this draft, and and that's what I like. I like you know. You have to be able to think on the move. And that's how a good draft should be, in my opinion. So, Jim, we're talking to Jim Day from ffchamps.com. Uh, we also know him as Fantasy Taz. Jim, let me, I, I want to bring up something here that hasn't been said yet. We keep on alluding to the names of the people in this league. Matt Berry, Mike Clay, Evan Silva, uh, Jeff Ratcliffe, Liz Loza, of course, Adam Ronas, myself, other people. I think this is a testament to you and who, how... And that people wanted to play in your leagues. Tell people out there, how, how do you cultivate these relationships with all these people? And how have you done this in the industry? Well, I, you know, it, it's just about being out there. I, I mean, you know, most of these people I actually know. Um, you know, I, I'm actually friends with quite a few of them. Um, you and Adam as well. But, you know, Matt Barry, Mike, uh, Sigmund, you know, Jeff, the, these are friends of my Bob Harris. So these are people that I've known. I've, you know, I've been doing this a really long time. Uh, you know, before the, the internet was even here, I was playing this game. Um, so, you know, I've been doing this a long time and it's just a matter of getting out there, getting into conversations. Twitter has been a big boon for a lot of people because there are a, a lot of fantasy football people on Twitter. Um, and the, the, the information that goes back and forth is, is immense. So, you know, the best thing, get out there, talk to people, jump into conversations, give your opinions, don't get upset, don't be a jerk about it. Uh, you know, these people have earned their respect no matter what because these are the reason that, you know, uh, most of the people in this league are a big reason why fantasy football has become so mainstream. So, you know, always, just it's okay to jump into a conversation, just do it with civility and have a good point to make. Is there any pick so far where you said, wow, there's no way I would take that guy in that spot? Actually, no. That's what I, I, I just alluded to that. This, this first round so far through pick 10 um, is has been pretty much cookie cutter so far. Um, and, and that's what I kind of counted on, too, because the one thing when dealing with experts, and, and I'm going to make this fact to the quarterbacks, is that, you know, People wait on quarterbacks, but when it comes to expert drafts, they tend to want to wait a little bit more, almost like they, you know, they feel like, okay, well, I can go a little past this and still get the quarterback I want, or I can go a little bit past that and get the quarterback I want. It's almost like they're trying to duel each other to see who's going to grab a quarterback first. So you're saying if and, I took and that, two... that brings in fun. So you're saying if I took two quarterbacks on the turn, it would be unwise? Oh, heck no. I'm not going to say that's unwise at all. Um, you know, it, it could be the steal of the draft or not. Um, you know, I mean, let's face facts. There's a lot of question marks on that number one QB that everybody loves. So, you know, who knows if his numbers are going to be the same. Yeah, it just, you're talking, you're talking so about many Eli Manning, different ways. Right? You're talking about Eli yeah, Manning. Yeah, exactly. Eli okay. Manning. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many different ways to attack it. Now, the one, the one thing is everybody has to be you know, noticed of, you know, have to take account of is that in a two QB league, 
Some teams aren't going to have a starter to start the league as their number three quarterback. And you need three once you get into bye weeks. So, you know, that's where the pressure starts to come in is, you know, who takes the first quarterback and then how much of a quarterback run does that lead to? And then, you know, at that point, do you follow the quarterback run or do you start piling up the other positions getting really strong at them? So, uh, Jim, we, we were discussing the pick of Todd Gurley at pick at 1-8. And we both, that was the one pick of the first round that we were kind of, like I don't want to say question. Question's a bad word, but I think we both would have taken Bell or Gordon or other people ahead of Gurley, mainly because the injury concerns. You know, is there arthritis in the knee? They drafted Henderson in round three. What's your thoughts on Todd Gurley this year? Hey, I, I still expect Gurley to be, you know, a top running back. Look, in that offense, he, he still gets all the red zone work. Uh, he's still going to have plenty of touches. Now, they may take the touches down some, but that doesn't mean he can't still be as uh, as strong a running back because he's got the, that touchdown potential in that offense at all times. Um, so I'm not as worried as everybody. I, I know the news came out the other day that the team is really worried about the need. That's why they took Henderson. But, you know, you also have Brown there that they matched the offer on. I get all that. that. That was smart business on their part to do anyway because you're talking about a 24-year-old with arthritis in his knee. But I don't think it's going to be as big a letdown this year uh, as people are making it out to be. I think over the next couple of years, it'll really start to amp up. Um, but for now, for this year, I still see him as a top five or six running back. There's been a lot of accusations that the NBA draft lottery is fixed, and I'm getting some complaints that this draft order was fixed since you got the number one pick. How would you respond to that? <laughs> I didn't want the number one pick. I actually don't like the number one pick. I, I sat here all night uh, after I randomized the draft order. I sat here all night agonizing over taking my number one pick because did I want to stir it up and really jump out there with, with a name that everybody would say, oh, my God, that's how we started. Who was your, who or was your did I want to take who was, who was your other thought instead of Saquon? Well, it, it would have been, to be honest, it would have been Travis Kelsey or – I'm not sure it would be Pat Mahomes. It might have been Andrew Luck. Oh. Um, just because I'm a little worried about Mahomes, too. With You know, if they do, in fact, lose Hill for some games, um, that could be a major thing because I'm not a big Watkins fan. He just can't stay on the field. And outside of that, you know, besides Kelsey, it's going to be hard to see which one of these wide receivers step up. I know everybody's thinking, oh, McCole Hardman is going to be that guy. There's, there's a lot of holes in this game. I'm not sure he's ready to be that guy yet. So, you know, are they going to you know, force somebody else into that role or what? Uh, I love Mahomes. I just think this is going to be a challenging year for him if they lose uh, Hill for any length of time or if they drop Hill for whatever reason. All right. G give me a guy, Jeff. Give me I mean, Jim. Give me a guy who's on your radar that you might take at the very end. You know, a sleeper that people out there, and look, don't worry about me and Adam, right? We're, we're, we're not your competition here. Give me a guy that people want to know. Ooh, okay. Um, well, you know, at the very end, I might take a shot on Demarcus Robinson, just for that very fact. Um, he's been with the team, knows the offense, hasn't really done anything to date. But if he steps into that number two role and can take it, then he's a guy that's going to far out produce his current ADP, which is basically 15th round and above. Um, so at that point, he costs you nothing to take a shot on. And if he hits that role, then he could be huge for you. 
So I, you know, I I like taking a chance on him. But you know, a couple there's a couple of guys I like a little earlier. I like Dante Moncrief. Um, you know, everybody's jumping on James Washington and that number two in Pittsburgh. And you know, I think Moncrief is going to have a better shot at taking that role in Washington. Washington had a lot of problems last year. You know, showed off nice in the preseason. Once they got into the real games, he just didn't understand the game. He didn't couldn't read the defenses. Had problem learning the playbook. I think Dante Moncrief, while you know he hasn't been huge, he's been okay. And I think with a quarterback like Roethlisberger in that, you know, system, I think he could be an outstanding number two. Did this recent off the field thing with Ezekiel Elliott concern you at all? Push him down the rankings, or you think it's not a big deal? I don't think it's a big deal, but you know, I I mean, I couldn't see them suspending him for more than one or two games over that because he didn't actually lay his hands on the guy. Um, but you. Know, it's one of my biggest pet peeves with the NFL is you never know what they're going to do when it comes to, you know, doing these kind of things with suspensions and any of that. You just don't know what they're going to do every time. It's different. You know, give us some set set of standards and go with that. Otherwise, it's just nothing. All right. Jim Day from Fantasy Football Champs. I want to thank you. First of all, thank you for putting this together. I know it wasn't easy. I want to thank you for putting together maybe the greatest uh, group of draft uh, drafters ever. How many how many followers on Twitter? Close to 2 million with everybody here? Yeah, million. I got to tell you, once everybody started saying yes, I I almost felt like I had to kick myself out of the league. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you did an amazing job, and we want to thank you for for, for putting this together for us. And it's going to be a great time, and we're really, really looking forward to it. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And you're right. I'm looking forward to it, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, that's Jim Day from ffchamps.com. We'll be talking to him throughout the football season. He's a wealth of information, and he's been doing leagues. Didn't Jim, Jim, did you do like 70 leagues at one point? I used to do 70, 75 leagues every year. Oh, wow. How many are you going to do this year, you think? Uh, about 175, but about 150 <laughs> of them are going to be best ball leagues. All right, there you go. All right, that's Jim Day. Talk to you soon, Jim. Okay, bye, guys. All right. Ronis, could you imagine doing 175 leagues? Uh, 150 better be best ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. It but really he did is. it. Did a great job, and he did a great job putting this league together. All right, we'll be back talking the night in Major League Baseball, DFS, right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies, to mud flaps and car covers, The one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker. 
leaving the range or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Hey guys, do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition, traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Patriots minus three and they cover the spread by seven, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter the promo code G-R-I-D and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. All right, let's get to uh, tonight in uh, MLB DFS, Ronis. I'm going to start with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati because that game is actually on the FanDuel slate. Jordan Lyles against Lucas Sims. I like Jordan Lyles, but you like him in the Great American Small Park. Uh, I don't. I don't think you need to go there tonight. You know, his last start, he was cruising and then wound up giving up six runs in the sixth inning. Reds have started to hit a little bit, so uh, I will not be using him. All right, the Cardinals against the Phillies. Adam Wainwright against Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta struggled early in the year, pitched all right in the minors. Now he's back up. Can we look here? He's cheap, isn't he? He is cheap, but not as cheap as you think. On DraftKings, cheap though. Yeah, but right? on DraftKings, he's actually very expensive. Yeah. He's eighty nine hundred. I'm not going there on DraftKings. Look, with Pavetta, it's it's tough to know because he definitely can get strikeouts, but even in his minor league stint, he was walking a lot of guys. So he had eight walks in his last two outings, I think. Yeah, I'm very concerned about that. So on DraftKings, no. Uh, on FanDuel, I would consider it if I played a lot of lineups. If I'm just doing one or two, I'm not because he is cheap. What is he, 65, I believe? 65, yeah, 65. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty cheap. But, again, he's very volatile, man. Uh, it's hard to trust him. Uh, like, I, I held on to him in one league, 15-team league, and he has a two-start week. Uh, it's weekly. He's on my bench. Uh, I have a good ERA and whip, and I don't want to destroy it with him. So I want to see him first, and uh, I'm not confident in today's outing. All right, Detroit against Baltimore. Matt Boyd against Dylan Bundy. Detroit is favored. The over-under is nine. I like Boyd, but Bundy's capable of putting a good outing together, but I don't know if I can go with that. Uh, I'm fine with Boyd. Uh, Boyd's been tremendous. I mean, oh, it's a good park shift here uh, for the hitters there in Baltimore, but it's they're not a good team. Uh, so Would you do a Tiger stack against Bundy? <laughs> Who are you stacking on the Tigers? <laughs> Miguel Cabrera has two home runs. I he, know. His, his fly ball rate is 28%. His launch angle is bad. Like, All right, forget, Ca- forget. Castellanos. Forget I said it. Forget if I you want to one-off Castellanos, because I think he's heating up. I, I saw him against the Mets this weekend. Uh, he's starting to hit some home runs. So I, I think you could look at Castellanos, but I, I just don't see how you, you can stack the Tigers, man. Because um, like you said, I do think you know Bundy – 
uh, could have a good game here. So possible, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. All right, Cleveland against Boston. Zach Playsack, I guess that's Dan's son, against David Price. Eighty percent chance of rain. Fifty-two degrees. Boston minus two ten. I'm not touching David Price tonight after fifteen pitches the last time. Well, he was sick. He was pulled at, uh, due to flu-like two day, two symptoms. days rest though, Ramos. Right. So what does that mean? Do you think he goes eight innings? Oh, I think he's in fine. 50 I mean, degrees? It's, like a, it's like a throw day. Um, I mean, it depends on the weather. I mean, is he risky? Sure. But, but um, you know, if they're telling the truth, then I would think they are. Because if it was really an injury, why would they throw him back out there a couple days later? Uh, I know Alex Cora was kicking himself because he knew that pregame that he was sick and Price convinced him, let me see it. And then Cora saw him pitch and he said, yeah, I can't do this. I got to take him out. So. Uh, you know, Cleveland is not the greatest offense, so uh, he won't. He's eighty-four in Fanduel. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't, but you know, if you want to be contrarian, I think he gets low ownership tonight. All right, San Francisco against the Marlins, Samarja against Trevor Richards, Miami a slight favorite, over under seven and a half. Would you start Shark or Richards, or neither? I would consider Richards. Uh, again, the Giants are just terrible, especially against righties. Um, the Marlins have been playing better. The one thing with uh, Richards is his walk rate is a little bit too high, so that's a little bit of a concern. Uh, but I think you can consider him. Samarja, it looks like a good spot, and his numbers have been good, but I don't think he's good as the ERA and whip show. Uh, but the Marlins are so bad also. So I think you can consider each guy as a second pitcher. Uh, I don't I don't think I'm going to go with them. Uh, what, Fandel, Samarja, 66? <sighs> Would it's you not do, crazy. Would you do Samarja or Pavetta? As two pitchers on DK? No, on FanDuel, if you had to go with uh, one. If I had to pick one, I would yeah. go Samarja. Okay. Picking Tor- on Miami in a, in a hitter's bar. Toronto I mean, in against, a pitcher's bar. Right. Toronto against Tampa Bay. Clayton Richard against Ryan Yarbrough, who's going to be the primary guy. I like Ryan Yarbrough. I think this, but he's not cheap on DK. I know, he's man. He's eighty three hundred, which is pissing me off. I know. Well, you know, I, you got to give him credit, though, right? You want it to be tough, right? He, he's not even available on Fanduel. Oh, jeez. Did you I, see what Fanduel is doing today with the White Sox Royals game? No, no, it's a DK. No, okay, oh, DK. No. DK, DK has took eliminated. it out. Right. DK eliminated. Did you see what FanDuel's doing? Aren't they? Didn't they put it in the eight o'clock game? Here's the here's the issue. If the game starts at eight ten p.m. or later, it's good to go. If it starts earlier, it doesn't count. You get a zero. Oi. Like why do that? Just do what DK did and remove it, right? Well, did you see what FanDuel did tonight? The Yankee game is in as well as the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game. Oh, they, Why? They, both? Okay. Yeah. It's the Yankees factor, man. Yeah. Remember they did this with Yankees-Red Sox? Yeah, they don't want to lose the Yankee money. Oh, boy. And the Yankees, uh, you got to worry about the weather tonight here in New York. There's, uh, there's already been scattered thunderstorms throughout the day. Let me look at the latest forecast here. Mm, they'll probably get it in, but there could be a delay. Uh, rain from 6 p.m., 50%, 7 p.m., 60 8 p.m., 50 9 p.m. I don't like it, dude. I don't like it conceptually. I don't like the 6.30 start. I don't like it. That's you like, don't like the, including it in the slate? Yeah. yeah. This, and then I, told, I, I didn't know. I, I knew that fan, I, sorry, DraftKings got rid of the White Sox game. This other thing, I don't even see that here. Why don't they, where, do they mention that? I, I think they tweeted it out on their. Oh, oh it's tentatively scheduled to begin at 8.10, but it could be moved. If it does start earlier, all they give will give zero points. Now, if that's the case. That's so what, wrong. They give me back my money. Like, so you have to sit there and yeah. look, and look, most of us who are hardcore will be there until lineup block, but there are some scenarios where maybe something comes up and you have to leave. 
So say you want to play someone from that game and then you leave and then the game starts at 7.30 now. Because they have the reason why is they have to continue the game from yesterday. It was 1-1 and it was stopped, so they're going to finish that game. I didn't see what, what time are they starting that game. Oh, I don't know. I don't but they, know. So they have to finish that game first. So that could go extra innings. You don't know. And then they're going to play today's schedule game. So that's why that is in place. But why make that so cloudy? Just do, just say either we're playing it or we're not. Not, oh, if it starts at this time. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's terrible. All right, Washington against Atlanta. Steven Strasburg against Max Freed. Can we go with Max Freed tonight? Yeah, he's been good. Um, uh, Nationals offense is better with some of their guys healthy there. Uh, I probably won't myself, um, but it's not crazy. He's been really good this year. Um, but I, I think the Nationals offense is picking up a little bit. All right, Chicago Cubs against the Houston Astros. John Lesta against Corbin Martin. Corbin Martin's favorite, uh, minus 140, nine and a half runs. I don't know if I can start Corbin Martin. I don't know if he's going to go five innings at him. I don't like either pitcher tonight. Uh, yeah. Lester has not been pitching as well. I know Houston's lineup, uh, Springer, Altuve probably won't be back. I know he's uh, rehabbing. I think he might have one more rehab game. Uh, but it's still a lineup that you really don't want to go against. And uh, Lester was pitching in over his head. Uh, I don't like either pitcher here tonight. All right, Milwaukee against Minnesota. Zach Davies against Devin Smeltzer. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Smeltzer's available. Yeah, probably he's not available. Not. Probably not. Available I think he was just called up. Uh, was it today? Because P- Michael Pineda was placed on the injured yes, list. Yes, he's called up today. So would you start Zach Davies? I'm not starting Zach no Davies. No way, man. I know he's pitched well this year, but, man, I'm not going against that Minnesota offense right now. Would you stack Brewers against Smeltzer? Uh, he's been pretty good in the minors. Uh, probably uh, probably not. I, I see some, some better stacks than that. I mean, it's not crazy. I mean, we... I mean, I guess you can. I probably won't. All right. Kansas City against Chicago, if you're brave enough. Brad Keller against Lucas Giolito. I know people are going to start Lucas Giolito for sure, but maybe you can't do it if you're going to get a big fat zero. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, boy. Yeah, I don't think you can. I mean, obviously in DK, they're, they're not in play. Uh, yeah. I mean, Giolito's he's legit, man. He's legit. Uh, you know, I think last start against Houston, we saw a four-hit shutout. He struck out nine. Uh, the walks have been down in his last three starts. But, yeah, you're going to have to wait around. But here's the thing, Doc. If you wait around and there are people who set their lineup early, then he's going to get low ownership. So, Well, no, this could you could be my rich friend yeah. if you play your White Sox tonight on FanDuel. Yeah, you're, you, what you're going to have to do is follow that first game closely. Now, is it? Do I see five forty as the start time here? For so, the how much time has to last? So, let's say the game ends, home run, boom, it's it's, it's done at five fifty two. Well, they're no, not going to wait till late. Five innings. They've only played five innings. They still got four to go. It was so then, how more. how is it not? So, let's say it takes an hour, six forty. How what's the turnaround between the next game? Uh, probably right after. There's no mandatory okay, half hour. Five forty Eastern is when they're going to start. That's four four. That's four forty Central. Okay. So. Oh wait, wait. wait. This is eight ten Eastern, right? Right. It's right. So Eastern. two hours twenty minutes. Hmm. Could it start? Well, let's see. It's going to take. Usually, it's about an hour for three innings. So we got more than three. Six forty. Uh, but my bigger question is, is, isn't there a break? Don't you get a, a break between games? You don't just pick up and get, hey, let's go another one, bye. It might be like 20 minutes. 
because again, it's not a split double header or anything. You know, they're just completing a game, so they'll probably just you know clean up the field and then you know give the opportunity for the managers to put up the lineup cards, pitchers warm up. I don't think it's going to be longer than twenty minutes to a half hour. All right, so let's say a half hour at the most. So we need this game to end it by. That's going to be it's close, man. If you mm. say this game ends seven thirty. And it, it's going to be real. Could you imagine? This, this is crazy. Man. 808 is the first yeah. pitch. Oh, my Doc, God. Could you imagine that? <laughs> then they have to go by their rules. So if it starts at 808, they cannot include it. They have to be real technical on this, which is why this is a problem. It's a terrible, terrible life decision. Terrible decision. FanDuel makes a lot of bad decisions, by the way. All right. Arizona against Colorado. 38% chance of rain. 45 degrees in Colorado. Good luck with that one. Oh, it is 45 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, because this is a prime spot for the Rockies, bro. Against Merrill Kelly. Oh, well, you like man. Senzatella? No, not at oh, all. Oh. But I mean, you know, I, I liked Arenado a lot tonight. I was probably going to pay up for him on DK. And David Dahl's 4200 on Ooh. DK. Ooh, that's cheap. I didn't see what Tapia is. What is because Tapia should be hitting leadoff with Charlie Blackman on the DL. But it's like forty percent chance of rain. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to follow it um, up until game time, I guess. Uh, Tapia is forty three on DK, and he's more than Dahl, and three on Fandle. Oh. All right, yeah. Angels against Oakland. Nick Tropiano is the primary against Frankie Montas. Yeah, Tropiano's a Long Island kid. I covered him in high school, but yeah, I'm not using him here. Uh, Montas has been tremendous this year, but I think he's pretty expensive, isn't he? He I, is. Yeah, he's, he's he's expensive. He is um, ninety two hundred on Fanduel, and he is eleven thousand three hundred on DK. Oh. Yeah, you can't pay for him on DK. I would consider him on Fanduel. I think he's been. I think he's the real deal. I know a lot of people are not going to believe in him. I wrote about him today. You can check it out on Full Time Fantasy. I think I wrote about him last week too. Uh, but yeah, he's he's the real deal. Uh, I would consider him on Fanduel. DK eleven three. I, I don't think you could pay for any pitcher this year. Uh, on that that price. Steven Matz against Rich Hill over under uh, Dodgers favored by 210 and it's eight runs scored. Yeah, Hill's pitch well. I think he's going to play uh, DK, I don't know, 10-8, uh, kind of pricey, 88 on Fandle. I'd take him. Uh, Mets are really struggling offensively. I know they got some hits off Kershaw, but you know, once you get past that top four, it's 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 bad. So uh, I would uh, definitely consider Rich Hill tonight. So a little Rich Hill on FanDuel, but he could be too rich for our blood in the, in uh, DraftKings. I mean, you can. Saying. I mean, you can, but, I mean, I think we've seen, like, it's not worth kind of paying up for those pitchers on DK this year, man. They, a lot of them have disappointed. So here's a guy for you. Texas against Seattle. Marco Gonzalez, minus 160, but he pitched well against Texas. I just hate – this is like the Yankees against the Baltimore Orioles. You see these guys enough times, you're going you're gonna to hit them eventually. Uh, I like Gonzalez. The one thing is, you know, he doesn't get a ton of Ks, but I think he's in a good spot. He's at home. He's 6,900 on DK, man. So um, I know he's erratic at times, but he's a guy that typically doesn't get hit hard. You know, I, I worry about him against Isn't like that the, chalky, though? Is Isn't it? Like, are they begging me to take him? I don't know. I don't know if many people are going to go there. I think people see Texas Seattle and they think it's going to be high scoring. So I don't know if he's chalky. Um, uh, slate tonight. I don't know. I don't Did you see how many Minnesota pitchers they have in the slate here? Did you see that? Berrios, uh, Martin Perez, Kyle Gibson, Odorizzi, they listed every Minnesota pitcher. Yeah, all the ones that are, aren't pitching. Are not pitching. Are not pitching. 
Because yeah. it's Meltzer. Well, they, yeah, and I doubt they're going to have him on the slate. And yeah, they won't. So, who's your one pitcher tonight on FanDuel? Uh, I think it's going to be Rich Hill. All right, I agree with that. Who are your two pitchers on DK? I'm going Yarbrough as one of mine at 8,300. I think I'm going Marco as one. And. I don't know. I don't know if I could fit in the bats, but I would try with Rich Hill. If not, I, I like Boyd too. I want to say Giolito, but he's not on there. Mm. He is on there. Well, he's not on there. He is, but he isn't. I can't do Samarja Marco. I mean, that'll get you every bat you want, but man, it's just too much downside with those two guys. Samarja and who? And Marco. Oh, Marco? Yeah, I can't I, do. I, I don't hate that concept. I mean, look, you can get in all the bats you want if you do it that way. What about Trevor Richards? Would you go Trevor Richards? Yeah, I'm probably not going to do it, but it's not crazy, especially in the GPP. I mean, do you like Yarborough? Do you like Yarborough? I do, I do. I just don't, I do I don't love the price. I mean, I'd like him so, more at 73 than 83. Man, Plesak is 4,500, but it's the Red Sox, man. I can't do it, man. I just can't. 4,500. You I mean you can get into everybody? The Red Sox implied run total. How about Samson? Samson's 4,800. No, no. Uh, I'd rather stack Mariners against them. How is how is Nick Pavetta so expensive? Eighty nine hundred. That's I, I don't know, man. I mean, who I came guess up with that? I guess they're going with what his strikeouts were earlier in the year. I mean, because uh, there's no reason he should be that expensive. Yeah, if he was crazy. cheaper, you would take him. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I'm I'm into entertaining it on Fanduel at sixty five hundred. Yeah, it's not yeah. crazy. I mean, look, it's it's He's very gonna be low owned. Yeah, not- low owned. He should be. I think people are going to see the minor league numbers and be scared away. And it's yeah. and it's in a hitter's park. It's true. All right, who's coming up in hour number two? Anybody? Yeah, we'll have Frank Stanfield from FNTSY. He'll join me at 3.20 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk mostly NBA with him and maybe some baseball. All right, I'm looking forward to your picks, Adam. In the yeah, me too, league. man. It's, uh, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but uh, I'm starting to get a little bit of an idea. Kittle Ertz. I'm blasting on Twitter already. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> but it's not crazy. <laughs> no, it's really not. All right, guys. Dr. O saying be well. Take care. We're back right after this.